first. What's going on? Uh, if you listened to our last podcast, you heard that we hit 100 downloads for the first time ever in the podcast history. And then we did it again with that podcast. So obviously, we have decided that it's best to quit our day jobs and make already did. our full-time career voice, right? Like the advertisements are going to be, the ad money is going to come in, rolling in anytime soon. Especially when they see how effective our ads have been this year already, right? I mean, how fast did those uh, those deals right off the, the lot? Crazy. Yeah. No, the cartographers are very happy. Uh, now, today, to broaden our audience to the wonderful lead mates that we associate with, we brought in a guest. Evan, how you doing? Are you happy to be on the podcast? Yeah, it's it's amazing to be on the uh, fastest growing niche fantasy football podcast in the uh mid-atlantic area i mean can we quote that? that can we quote <laughs> that and put it under the banner where we send it out the fastest growing leech fantasy football podcast in the dc area is I that think... what it said mid-atlantic area oh beautiful yeah we're we're region-wide not just uh one one metro area specific here so thanks evan and welcome oh yeah of course all right now obviously you had a great week to start off, but I have some questions. First off, let's look at what happened last year. You know, it was kind of a weird year. You traded away a quarterback early to get Pollard. You traded A.J. Brown, and then you had the Cinderella run to the playoffs. What, what was the emotions like for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to mention the tanking word because I don't want to get fined or anything, but I would say it was a soft, soft tank hit last year where – I didn't expect to be in the playoffs. I just kind of threw together a bunch of spare parts, hoping that some would be there at the end of the season and be valuable for this season. It turned out to be a little bit better than that for last year. Not much better. I had uh, Josh Dobbs and Mike White start a playoff game, but up until that point, it was going pretty well. Then you come into the draft and you spend the largest amount of money, I think, any player with but like $30 going 110 for Mahomes. What was the logic to get that guy? Yeah, the top QB market was pretty, pretty thin this year. Um, so really the options to get one of those Joe Burrows or Hertz wasn't, a, wasn't an option. So really was Mahomes or going with something like Tua and maybe Prescott or or spending the cash that way because I had no QBs on my roster coming in. Um, but yeah, just the formula of taking a, a bona fide top five QB I, uh, seems to be pretty tried and true considering our last six, I think it is, going back to 2017. Um, that was like the, the main formula. I think we have to go back to Justin's 2017. Uh, what was it? Jameis Winston and Jared Goff team. For, to get outside of that ballpark. So that was that was basically it. And it's fun to have Mahomes as your your QB1. I won't lie. You just said something that made me, Tyler, and Scott breathe a sigh of relief. Because this whole time we were sitting here thinking, man, I wish we had let Joe Burrow and uh, Jalen Hurts and, and uh, uh, Justin Herbert hit the market. And now I'm like, hmm. He might those three might have gotten up a little bit there in price. Might have beaten that seventy-five dollar mark. That uh, that that makes me sleep a little bit better. Yeah, no, I don't think it was a bad move. I, I think a lot of people took that strategy of doing the franchise tag, and 
be interested to see that moving forward. All right, last question. And we're going to get into the score, so we're going to cheat a little bit here. But you come in, you have the you beat the what fantasy pros's number one team was on our website the frederick scrubs every single player on your team goes off how does it feel to be the current reigning i guess champion of week one i mean it was just a relief uh and i don't, I don't mean to rub it in for tyler at all here but that i didn't spend 110 on Mahomes, and then for him to get injured on the fourth play of the season uh that would really suck but um, besides that, yeah, it was – I had definitely a lot of touchdowns this week. Um, expect that to regress a little bit so that, yeah, I was definitely overperforming and he underperformed with some of his players. But uh, it's always good to get that inner division win early in the season because uh, you never know how close it can get later. Awesome. All right, let's get into the scores, gentlemen. Drew, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, why don't I start with the, my favorite, not sore subject whatsoever, my game. Uh, I got annihilated uh, by Joe's Primo team, 148-36 to 118 um, And the story of this game, everybody knows it, right? It was going into to Sunday night. Um, I thought I had a chance at this. And then Dallas defense, bittersweet for me as a Cowboys fan, just destroyed i think if i had one takeaway though from this team it's anthony richardson doesn't look that bad um he looked like he was competent and that looks like a, a solid starter for the rest of the season i think that was a bit of a question mark as to how up and down would his season be and a question mark uh for drew just those wide receivers a lot of injuries uh let's see how they bounce back second game uh staying in the division we had philly citywide um, a, a team that really made some moves, uh, some impressive moves towards the end. And that really proved to be the difference. And that's my takeaway from this. Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, they take him to victory here. Uh, without those two players, this is a much different game. Uh, and he probably loses on the other side of the ledger. Uh, fancy footwork. Uh, I think that there's some holes here. Um, and and some of those 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 backups didn't really come to perform for him. Um, but really, I think it's that, that trade, those trades for, for Philly Citywide. Uh, pushed him over the top here. Yeah, we uh moving on to the Dr. Funke's 100% natural good time family band division. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with the uh, Jackanoff barely beating the Monocacy Street meet uh, by 1.7 points. Welcome to the league, CJ. Uh, we saw it on Monday night, the the kind of amazing catch by Garrett Wilson um, being, you know, you can look up and down and see any difference maker when the, the margin's that close. Uh, but that definitely um, a little nail in Tyler's coffin there, um, winning that by 1.7 points. And then my matchup against the Arlington Darlings um, until defenses corrected, uh, ended up winning by 2.08. But that matchup was 0.08 uh, when the scores went final before the, the defensive points in. Um, kind of the takeaway from this division is it's going to be a lot of fun, boys. The entire division matchups were less than four points <laughs> between the two matchups. Um, remember, in our league, head-to-head -head matchups count. So um, it might be a small margin of victory, but that could be the difference maker come the end of the year. Moving into the uh, Never Nudes division, uh, we have the aforementioned uh, – High scorer of the week here, Evans, Punxsutawney, Pensive Parakeets, holding off the 
the oh Drew's holding up a number two. That's right behind Joe's Primo team. Um, holding off uh the Frederick Scrubs, the everyone's preseason favorite here. Um, and not just because of that Aaron Rodgers goose egg. Um, the Scrubs really did underperform with only two touchdowns to be found up and down that roster um, from the skill position guys. So looking for a bounce back week, but if you look up and down Scrubs roster, it's it's really are you gonna trust Kyron Williams? And and Brian Robinson Jr. to be double digits every week um, could get rough quick. Um, and then if you flip over to uh, the home run hitters and ground and bound, uh, you've got the worst matchup of the week here by far. Uh, both of these teams coming in under 67 points. Um, and honestly, I don't know where they're going to go. Um, you know, not a whole lot of uh, top tier talent here on the home run hitters side. Um, as for Virginia ground and pound, those running backs uh, just kind of let them down. Bijan had a great week, um, supposed to be the strength, but Jameer Gibbs and Josh Jacobs combining for less than Bijan had. Uh, he still eked out the win though. So one and zero for Tim and we'll see what, what happens to clay for the rest of the year. All right. Moving back to the actual never new division. Uh, Starting with the loose cannons, uh, got blowed out by the Breezewood Nuts. Um, had quite a week from Tyreek Hill uh, and really solid across the board with Breezewood looking like a, a strong team this year. But uh, Chad had also some some bright spots with Baker Mayfield looking decent and Trevor Lawrence just having a, a average game. Um, same with Barkley. So you expect Chad to still be in it. Uh, and um, better things ahead for him. And then uh, Lewisburg Luchadors had a, a bye this week. Um, and they have a tough matchup next week, but uh, they, they get the season off to a 1 0 start here. Yeah, you know what they say you, you can't go undefeated if you don't win in week one. So, ugly or not, uh, you know, we've got eight teams who, who are still alive for that feat. Wonderful reference to the full season long uh, side pot. Amazing. Well done, your pro. They got right. blowed out indeed. Coming up next, we're going to have our map fire section. But before that, we have our commercial break. In the fast sea, fancy quarterbacks, finding the one can be challenging. Overrated, pass left on Lawrence. Can't throw, pass left on Fields. Inactive, pass left on Lance. Slept with your mom, pass left on Wilson. But then there's Mac. Mac Jones, the quarterback you've been passing right for. With his pinpoint accuracy and undeniable charm on the field, he's the perfect match for your fantasy team. And the best part, he won't ghost you during the playoffs or see ghosts. So why sell for less? Pass right on Mac Jones and find your happily ever after in the fancy end zone. Mac Jones. Because in the game wow. of fantasy love, he's a super like. Plus, you can trade his rights for a first next year. <laughs> Jeez. When, <clears throat> I, I don't know who that ad was. Um, didn't hear our sponsor's name. That sounded like just That's a shameless plug, Byron. But mm -hmm. uh, but the production level was so good. 
I found myself raising Mac Jones for my QB 32 up to 30. I mean, well done, Byron. Well done. I've got to say, that's the second time Mac Jones has been advertised for on this podcast. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sell yourself, boys. You got to create a brand. You got to sell yourself. It's not about selling. We'll say since we're shamelessly, since we're shamelessly plugging Jimmy G, same cost pretty much, has an extra year on his deal, uh, has more job security maybe. I don't know about that one, but Jimmy G. But Mac Jones, same quarterback. quarterback. Two in our game, uh, our season right now, which leads me to our next question. <laughs> the average team scored in 2021 and 2022, 112 and 113 points respectively. This year, it was 100. Dallas defense is the current number one player in the league. Myers, Ayuk, Jones, and Love are all in the top 10. In your opinion, was this week an aberration, or should we expect more of the same? Drew, why don't you take the first response? I might, yeah, I'll, I'll step in and and I think uh, first of all, were those stats uh, week ones in in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one, or just the season long average? That's a, uh, sorry, that's a week one average. Yeah. Okay. It, no, I think this is a downward trend. Um, uh, I think that makes sense. I think what we're seeing is is the progression to a 16-team league and, and the trickling down a little bit. So I'd expect it to to slow down, maybe not that much, right? There were a lot of weird scores put up. Joe Burrow, I think Brandon Ayuk is right about where he's going to be all year, but Joe Burrow, uh, probably not. He's going to go in the other direction. Um, but there are a lot of that right throughout, throughout the league. Uh, but I do also think once you start digging into some of these teams, some of those matchups we just did, not a lot of depth. Um, a lot of weird running backs being played because we have 16 teams. Makes sense. I'll take the opposite of that. I, I don't think this is a trend. I think this will correct itself. I think we saw this year a lot of NFL teams rest starters in preseason. A lot of teams started off slowly. Um, I think the NFL makes money on offense, and uh, I think it's going to ramp up as the season goes on. And and the fantasy numbers will kind of correct themselves. You know, we had uh, players like uh, Puka and Tutu Atwell, and and uh, yes, I'm just picking Rams players, but we had players like that who no one was going to start in week one. Um, they're top 10 wide receivers right now. Doubt they keep that up all year, but if that trend continues, those players will make it into the lineups. Uh, so I think the scores will um, regress up to the mean. Is that right? Is that the right saying? But get back to that 110, 112 range. Tyler? Yeah, I, I I tend to side with Dave on this one. Um, you know, I think we just had a few key players uh, drag scores down. We saw scoring was down generally across several games as well. Um, we saw teams tanking seemingly from the jump this year in Byron's team having half the points of what most of the other teams have and then a real stinker of the game between um, Tim and clay. And so those three games alone shaved probably, you know, five to seven points off the average uh, pretty easily. Um, you know, we didn't have anyone really, really deep tanking in week one of last year or even two years ago. And, you know, besides that, we also saw, a lot of unders hit this past weekend in games. We saw a lot of underdogs covered, um, a lot of away teams covered. So you just saw scoring down in general across the league. And I think it'll bounce back pretty quick here. Um, as 
as we get smarter as a league and, and make roster adjustments as well. So. Evan, do you have any final points? I mean, I would, I would side with Drew with, I think this is one of the more exciting years because the teams are pretty even. So I think we'll see uh, a lot less deviation with the scores, uh, with a lot of people being around that 110 point mark throughout the season. But um, like like uh, Tyler and Dave were saying, that a couple of key teams came out to poor performances and Defense is usually a little ahead of the offense to start the season. So we should see the uh, Jamar Chases and uh, some of those higher priced players of the world come come up to uh, where they're drafted at uh, pretty soon here. Yeah, and one, one final thought, just to expand on what Tyler said. So the cartographers in week one last year put up 170 points. Obviously, they're purposely tanking this year, put up 60 points that difference alone would be seven points across the league. And then there, there'd be nothing to talk about. So um, maybe Byron, you will single-handedly bring the league down. I thought I played my best lineup. You know, I made some mistakes. <laughs> Second question. After week one, what team in our league is in the most trouble? Tyler, let's start with you. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to make this about me, but I really do think that like, if you look up and down the street meet roster here, uh, I know we didn't have high performances from from several players in the starting lineup, but we're not getting much out of Kendrick Bourne week in, week out here. Um, and we did have, you know, I mean, Michael Pittman had a pretty good game by his standards. Uh, you know, A.J. Dillon looked ineffective and like he could be phased out barring, a, barring an injury there. Uh, even Jalen Hurts underperforming, which I don't think will continue. But this 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 lineup and roster I've built looks like it's going to be in trouble pretty quickly. I mean, for Christ's sake, uh, Rashad Penny, coach's decision, uh, and he's supposed to be the running back three on this team. So it was thin to begin with, and it got even thinner. Evan. So I'm going with the uh, ground and pound because I know – his primary objective is to beat his brother every year. And right now, Mike's team is looking awful good. And I think the ground and pound, they might need a little more air in their offense with uh, just starting one QB. So I think that's a team that coming into the season had a little bit of work to do and and still has a little bit of work to do. Maybe they need a Mac Jones type of play on their team. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I'll make sure I wire that up. Uh... Money into your bank account really soon here, Evan. Uh, Drew? I'm actually going to go with the flip side of that. I, I, I don't think uh, Mike Ryan's team looks to be in in, in great shape. Um, I think that there's a lot of question marks, right? I think there's question marks at running back. I don't think Najee Harris lost a season as his starting running back. I don't think you like what you see out of Geno Smith and Deshaun Watson or DJ Moore or Amari Cooper. Um, and I think uh, there's question marks uh, at, at your backup running backs too. In fact, I think the player I'd, I'd that that might be the most biggest mirage on this team on his bench. I think Khalil Herbert actually looked pretty good. He was just in a bad game script, but a lot of these other players weren't in bad game scripts and still didn't do um, didn't do amazingly. Maybe Najee, you could make an argument was, but Jalen Warren still looked a little like he had a little bit more pop. So I'd go with Mike Ryan. Dave uh, and I'll I'll kind of raise the flag here for what we thought was the league favorite um just a couple days ago 
Frederick Scrubs, unfortunately, due to injury, losing Aaron Rodgers for the year. Um, but that running back core that we thought was going to be dominant did not look that great. Ramad Stevenson splitting a lot of carries or more carries than we thought maybe with Zeke. And then obviously trading first round pick, um, two first round picks or a pick and a half, however you want to classify it for Kenny Walker. And then getting shut down by a defense um, in the Rams that was, you know, ranked very low coming into the year. Uh, so I think there's cause for concern that we thought that that window was wide open for this team. And, and maybe that was a, a big back to earth moment um, in week one. Interesting. You should bring that up because we do have a guest caller. They are anonymous, so we're not quite sure who they are, but let's take a listen. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yes, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I actually have a question for the special guest today, uh, uh, Evan. Uh, I would like to know how it feels to single-handedly destroy the hopes and dreams of a single human being in one, well, make it two nights in a row. Um, would like to know that. And if I could have a follow-up to that question, I would like to know how you slept the last couple nights because I, I do know that the owner of the Scrubs was in a deep state of depression and was getting zero sleep over the last couple nights. So we would like to know how how your rest has been. And uh, if we could take your answer off the air, that would be wonderful. Um, thank you all for what you do. And, uh, you know, uh, let, let's go Matt Podcast. Thank you guys. Yeah. Always great to hear from a listener. Uh, appreciate the call in, Mr. Anonymous. Evan, do you have any comments for our caller? Yeah, just great that the podcast is building such a following that people are that passionate about the, the league, that an anonymous caller would call in like that. Just, just wild, wild, wild. But you slept pretty well, I assume? I didn't even bother watching that Cowboys game. That's how well I slept. <laughs> <laughs> you said the Cowboys gave me to get to the Jets. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on to predictions. Uh, who's got the first matchup? Cartographers versus the Nuts. Uh, this time, I think it is. It is. It is actually me this time. Um, yeah, cartographers come in as heavy. Heavy, heavy underdogs against the Breezewood Nuts. Um, and I don't see why that that blowout's not going to last. You know, I know Zach Wilson's going to get the start this week, but we also have players like Elijah Dotson uh, and and Demario Douglas. Uh, and we, <laughs> the cartographers have failed to even set a full lineup at this point. So uh, it's going to be interesting to to see if they if they go ahead and make that change. Um, I still don't think they're going to cover this this colossal spread here. Um, plus, you know, Stafford should be okay. I know he's playing playing the 49ers, and Goff's playing Seattle, who who should be terrible. But um, yeah, Drew. I want to say one thing: if I'm the cartographers, I'm putting in Mac Jones. You got to you got to let the boy kind of advertise for himself, right? So that's the one lineup change I think you got to make. Just he's he's getting all this free advertising. Let's see what he does in a real lineup. He's too That's good. He's a danger. He's quarterback two, quarterback uh, player nine in our league right now. And the spread is 48. That's a lot of nuts. My lead in here, I'm going to take the, the nuts to to cover. And if I could lock it in, if we were still doing that, I would. I, I, 
I don't know that that the cartographers will eclipse 60 again this week. So the next matchup we have is the GMP versus the Scrubs, and the Scrubs are 17 point favorites. Evan, what do you like about this matchup? Yeah, is it is it too early to say this is a must win for the Scrubs? Probably, but uh, I think he will will win here. Uh, his lineup still looks pretty dangerous, even with the one QB because it is Justin Herbert. And then uh, you got three solid running backs. Jamar Chase should have a better week. I, just the the ground and pound is really lacking in QB and wide receiver. Everything besides the ground and pounding. So. Yeah, heavy favorites to the Scrubs here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think Scrubs bounce back in a big way. Um, you said the line was 17, and I, I would think the Scrubs um, beat that and uh, they win and cover the, the 17 spread. I agree. Yeah, I think we're all going chalk with the Scrubs here. All right, the next matchup, we have the Parakeets versus the Hitters. Parakeets are 15-point uh, favorites. Dave, what do you like? Yeah, I I went back and forth with this. I, I don't think um, – sorry, Evan. I, I don't think your team is going to score 146 every week, and and I don't think Clay coming off a 60-point week is, is going to do that every week. But I just have a tough time finding the points for the home run hitters to to keep this close. I, You know, I think we saw the reason Ryan Tannehill was dropped in our league this offseason – um, Bryce Young, while, while I like the guy, I think he'll figure it out early on. Um, I don't think he's going to be the the fantasy stud you need him to be. Um, relying on those two running backs, and uh, if Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon can't have monster games, I, I don't see how the home run hitters can keep this close. Um, I expect Patrick Mahomes to have a better week than he did. I expect uh, the combination of Pollard and Madison to still, you know, at least find the end zone once and. I think Evan's team starts 2-0. and I, I like the Parakeets to win and cover this week. Uh, I like the Parakeets to win, but not cover. I do actually see where, where the points might come from. I, I think Tannehill, even though he had a bad week, he can still put, put up 15 points. And he gets points up and down this lineup um, that, that can come in. Um, and Jacoby Myers, if you're a Jacoby Myers owner, he looks like he's a, a kind of a, a locked-in target for – Garoppolo there. So I also think Drake London has to bounce back at some point. He, he's, he's a talent. So I think uh, I, I'll take that um, home run hitters to cover parakeets to win. Evan. Yeah, I, I actually am going to side with Drew here. I think I get the win, but uh, I think uh, Clay keeps it close and um, a lot rests on Jacoby Myers, the, one of the top wide receivers in our league. But uh, if he's available, um, if he's not, maybe that's tougher, but Homer and hitters to cover, but not win. Yeah, I think this uh, is going to be a win for Evan and a cover, um, especially if Jacoby Myers can't go. If he gets pulled uh, because of that massive hit he took, I don't know what wide receivers coming in and, and having a good game for Clay. Next matchup, we have Joe's Primo team versus the footwork. It's another 15-point spread, this time in favor of Joe's Primo team. Drew, why don't you get us off? Who do you like? Yeah, no, I like Joe's Primo team to to win. Um, I, I go back and forth here as well, uh, but to cover as well. Um, I, I think Brees Hall is going to be in for a tougher game, um, but the combination of McCaffrey, Richardson, and Tugavailoa um, all – 
with uh, what I think are should be somewhat like decent matchups. Maybe that Rams defense is better than we think it is. Uh, maybe that Patriots defense is better than we think it is. Uh, I mean, Patriots defense is good, but but that's a you know that Miami Dolphins offense looks disgusting. With that said, um, I think that makes up for their wide receiver weakness um and uh and, and overpowers fancy footwork who i think is struggling to put points on the board give me the the win in the cover Adam. yeah i think uh joe's primo team is for real this year and i think they uh they win and cover this week as well dave who is the number one player in our fantasy league right now points cowboys d it's the cowboys defense and who do they face this week Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. There you go. So I'm going to side with uh, Joe's Primo team to win and cover as well. I think the Cowboys defense after this week is still the number one player <laughs> in fantasy. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah, I mean, not only all of the points that you all have made, Joe's Primo team is going to win and cover. There is, you know, the kicker, Jake Elliott for the fancy footwork. And DK Metcalf are the only two players in games with totals over 41 and a half points on his roster right now. So expect a bunch of low scoring matchups for them, in addition to them being inferior in talent. Now, our next matchup, we have a podcast rivalry. Rams are the best versus Streets Meet. Tyler, the spread is 15 points in favor of the Rams. How does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel like uh, fantasy pros is is paying attention to how the season's gone so far. That's how it makes me feel. Um, you know, on a from a total talent standpoint, these two teams line up pretty well. Uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Nick Chubb overpowering most of the players at running back. But then if you look at the the wide receivers for Rams are the best, they're going to to stand head and shoulders above everyone, but Amon Ross St. Brown on the street meet um, where the street meet fall apart is at that running back to wide receiver three, the flex spot. So even if they get some top tier performances out of players like Hertz and Chubb and, and Kelsey, um, you're still going to, I think, see them lose this game. Um, I think, I think we'll cover the 15 points. Um, it'll be close, but. Uh, the site actually has has Dave favored by only two and a half. So I think I think the game's going to be tight, but still give it to the Rams. Um, yeah, I think the the site probably factors Kelsey as playing, and I'm guessing the site projects him as 12 and a half points. So I, I think that's the difference between the Fantasy Pros and the RT Sports um, site. Uh, but yeah, looking at this, is it too early to say this matchup's going to come down to Thursday night? Uh, we have Jalen Hurts on one side, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Devonta Smith on the other. I think the key for Rams are the best is, can we leave this game with a double-digit lead? Uh, if Jalen Hurts comes back and plays Jalen Hurts-style football, we saw this twice last year. The Monocacy Street meet put up 35-plus point games with Jalen Hurts when facing the Rams, and um, that was our undoing. So, if Rams can leave Thursday night with a double-digit lead, I think that bodes well. Uh, I never pick against myself. Uh, I don't care what the spread is, so I'll, I'll take myself this week as well. I'm going to take Tyler to cover and Tyler to win. Um, I think he's going to get his – he's going to have some games this year that his stars just come out and just do his stars shit. 
And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Chubb, Hurts, um, and I'm on St. Brown, go off. And if Kelsey plays, that's an added bonus. So, and Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at A.J. Dillon versus Kenneth Gainwell to really decide this thing. A.J. Dillon, if, uh, if um, you know, uh, blanking on his name right now, but if he's, he's not – yeah, Aaron Jones, if he's out this week and Kenneth Gainwell's out, um, and I side street meat and assuming that's the case, uh, slight edge to street meat right here. Love it. All right, our final matchup before we get into the two close games, Luchadors versus the Cannons. Cannons are 13-point favorites. Does that surprise you at all, Evan? I like the Cannons for this year. They, I think they underperformed last week. Um, and, you know, Trevor Lawrence had an average day. Mayfield looked better than expected. Um, they have plenty of wide receivers. They just need a little bit of time to figure out which ones should be in their starting lineup. Get Jerry, Jerry Judy back in there, JSN. Um, they're pretty loaded. So I think that they can start rolling here. Um, and this might be the week. So I'm picking, picking the cannons this week. Dave? In our group chat, our league group chat, Justin gave out his game ball to his tight end. Said he was the only player to cross the end zone line with the football in his hand. Um, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I think you're obviously going to need a lot more than that. Um, I do think he sees the end zone more than just his tight end this week. Um, but only one of these teams has Puka in their starting lineup. And after what I saw last week, Cooper Cup's still out. Ah, you have to go with the Manny on loose cannons here. League MVP, Puka's going to make his way up those wide receiver rankings. Give me loose cannons to win and cover the number. Tyler? Yeah, I'm with – I'm honestly, I'm, I feel like I've sided with Dave a lot uh, tonight, and so I'm going to do it again. I, I really do think the loose cannons are going to win and cover here. And, Dave, I know you said – you think more than his tight end is going to get in the end zone? I don't know. Looking up and down this roster, it's it's pretty tough. So, sure. loose cannons. Sorry. Yeah, loose cannons, winning cover. Uh, really quick, before we get to the next matchup, Dave, how long did you wait before reaching out to Chad for a trade? Um, wh- what do you mean, how long did I wait? Like, mid-game, I'm asking Chad for the what, <laughs> Did what you, you offer? Want. Do you offer two two Atwell for Puka Nakua? I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, you know, if you want Josh Allen, you just let me know what the price is, Chad. Uh, I need some Puka on my team. All right. Next matchup, we have the Darlings versus the Jagoffs. Darlings are five point favorites. Obviously, the Jagoffs are the new team. Let's open it up, Dave. Why don't you begin, and we'll get comments from everyone else. Yeah, I think the the question here for the Arlington Darlings is, you know, what Geno Smith do we see? Um, definitely a bounce back game or a bat a bat come back to earth game for Geno Smith last week uh, compared to what he was last year. Um, I think he he is one of the keys to this matchup. Um, the other being Mike Ryan's other quarterback. We saw Deshaun Watson. Uh, I feel like kind of pad his numbers, rushing in for a touchdown, rushing in for a two-point conversion. Um, if that doesn't happen, you know, it's a much, much further spread last week than, than what we saw. 
Um, that being said, I, I, I just have this gut feeling that this, this entire division is going to be one and one somehow after this week. So my, my heart, my gut tell me to go with Jack and off, but, uh, instead I'm going to go with the Arlington darlings to, uh, to pull off the win this week. Um, and get it done. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jagannath. Uh, I, I think um, I, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, uh, but I think uh, a lot of these players up and down, Mike Ryan's lineup are going to have a couple bad games back to back. Um, and and I, I, I think Gina is going to solidify that bad week. I think Deshaun is going up against a Pittsburgh defense that has something to prove. Uh, they played the best, one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league last week. Um, and I think that Pittsburgh defense is better than that. Um, on the other side of the, the ball, I, I, you know, I, I called out uh, CJ for picking Zay Flowers, but not going to lie. He's, he's, he's the only wide receiver that was drafted that looks like they just have a role for him as a weapon. Um, Waddle looks like a monster. Um, and so besides Puka, right? Besides Puka. Yeah. Besides Puka, of course. Um, and then, so I I think up and down, um, it's pretty good, um, pretty good week at the office for CJ. Uh, I think he's going to win and cover. And yeah, I like CJ to win, but that Kirk cousins matchup uh, against the Eagles defense is making me a little nervous, but I, I still give him the win this weekend. His team is looking scary, especially if Alvin Kamara returns back here. Who's better, quarterback, Mac Jones or Kirk Cousins? You know what? It doesn't hurt to have them both. <laughs> you can't have another deposit into the bank. I was about to say, how much did how much did Byron pay you for that one, Evan? <laughs> Why do you think I'm on this podcast right now? It's a running Tyler? Yeah, I you know I'm tempted to take CJ to to winning cover here. He's got the better roster up and down. Um, I just don't think you know. I think Cleveland and Pittsburgh both are are good teams, and while they'll rely on their defense, those offenses are going to make strides as the season continues. He's got a bunch of players. Um, I'm a Najee truther, so give me Mike Mike Ryan to to win and cover this week. Our final matchup. Is citywide versus the Drush. <laughs> Drush are four point favorites according to Fantasy Pros. RTS has them as dead even this week. Drew, why don't we start it off? It's your matchup. Are you feeling comfortable? No way. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I, I I look at you know uh, let's let's root for some some injury luck on the other side to be quite honest and get Aaron Jones out of this game that would be nice for me I've had enough on my side right um because I think there's a chance Austin Eckler doesn't play this week too um I think a lot of people didn't realize that it made me feel a little bit better about um Eckler's uh you know workload last week he was only 51 percent of the carries last week turns out he was hurt at the end um and then you know I have two of my my best wide receivers hurt as well, so I'm gonna probably have Kadarius Tony back in my lineup. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to say that, uh, but I'm probably gonna have it. So, um, so with that said, like that's just no, I don't feel great. Um, uh, but uh, but you know, I, I do have some depth. This is why I tried to get some depth. This is why I have other players. You know, I think it's gonna be a pretty good game. I think it's gonna be tight. I think I win, and but no, but no confidence. 
Yeah, like like Drew was just mentioning, if Eckler is out and then uh, has the option on the other side of the ball to use Josh Kelly, who looked very good in that Dolphins game, that could really swing things. Um, so I'm picking Philly Citywide this week for, uh, I guess, not the upset, but um, a little little bit of an early surprise for 2-0 here. Tyler? Yeah, I I'm leaning Philly Citywide too to to win the the pick'em here. I think when you start looking at at injuries, um, it's gonna affect affect the Drush more if Eckler and even one more wide receiver are out. Honestly, I'd be looking at Paris Campbell or even Lavisca Chenault over Kadarius Tony. Um, I don't know if they ever look his way again after after last week. So. It was pretty egregious. Dave, why don't you finish it up? So a uh, little NBA reference here. They say Larry Bird was the biggest trash talker in NBA history. Um, I think, nay, I expect in the group chat to see some trash talking between Philly Citywide and Darnstown Drush this week. I know Kyle has moved to Boston, but the Philly Citywide name stays that Philly attitude against Drew. I'm excited. I think Philly Citywide needs this. I think they want this. I think they need this. I think they will the team to victory this week. And I think Drew starts 0-2 to start this season. So the last time I started 0-2, I went 10-4. and 4, So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But <laughs> All right. Last segment. What's the sign, Padre? Side and who won last uh, week? Yeah, who won last week? First of all, uh, last week we had wonderful uh win by Joe's Primo team, sweeping both, um, sweeping both the weekly award with the highest score with a ferocious comeback at the end. Sorry, Evan. Um, and then he also had the highest scoring player with Dallas defense. Um, I think Joe joked that he was worried. He thought he was going to have it. I thought I had it for a while with Ayuk. He, he he was doing pretty well and had it for the for, for the one p.m. games. But Dallas defense this week, uh, the side pot award uh, is from a Sebastian Janikowski quote, which I have put away for some stupid reason. Um, but with that said, it's the longest kicked field goal. You don't have to make it; just got to kick it. So. Who do you think is going to get that award? Dave, why don't we go with you? Because I haven't even... That's such a hard Probably one of, if not the biggest leg in, in the league um, right now. Daniel Carlson, kicker for the Raiders on Drew's team. But they say newer is always better. And right. Daniel Carlson's younger brother, also in the NFL... Uh, was mistaken for an Olympic skier, I think, in our draft. But Anders Carlson, kicker for the Green Bay Packers, uh, I'm going to go with him this week for longest attempted field goal. Evan? Going with Dicker the kicker. No reason. Tyler? Give me Youngway Koo for a game winner from, like, 63 inside in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm so mad. I literally just looked up how to pronounce the young way. <laughs> it's on my screen. Is how Didn't to, have pronounce, to look it up. Come how to now. pronounce 
Young Wei Koo. Uh, but uh, then I'm going to go with the other Carlson brother because I don't feel like thinking about it for too long. I'm going to go with Daniel. I was going to go with Anders, and then he stole Anders, and then you stole Young Wei Koo, so now I'm going to go back to Daniel. I'm going to go with the only kicker franchise tagged in league history, Tyler Bass. Like, just feels right to me. All right. Just, well, just so we're on the same page, it's actually going to be Justin Tucker, though, right? We all it's, agree it's with missing, that. Right? Like, because that's the thing. Like, are you can, no, but you, you can, can miss. It, but yeah, I'm just saying the large miss is that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be pure luck. Who has like the ball with one second at like the four? Oh, wait, wait. Is it only largest, longest miss or just no. longest attempt? Longest it's ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Justin just, Tucker probably going to break the NFL record uh, going blind luck. time this week. Yeah, who's kicking for Denver this year? Because McManus is no longer with them. So whoever that is, they're in Denver this week uh, against a <laughs> relatively stingy Washington team. Drew, you can have okay. coup. I'll take I'll take Denver's kicker if he starts. We've named seven, 25 to go. Come on. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Good luck this week. If you want to follow along, our league's link is in the show notes. You can see your favorite teams, root against Dave, and eventually buy merch. I need it to pay off Evan. I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all. It started out with a trade. How did it end up like this? It was only a trade. It was only a trade. Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring Cause I